you talked to me long enough. I remembered, uh, I think I bested both you clowns at uh, <laughs> the carpet crash in a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, that's right. I hadn't raced with you guys all season. My pride. I came up there and just lucked into one. Yeah. I forgot about that. I don't think you lucked into it. I think you drove away from him. Hey, fellow listeners, this is Alex Sturgeon, once again, here with the Hobbyplex Show podcast, and with me as always, I'm Will Brinton, and today we have another guest. We've been doing guests because we're kind of sick of just talking amongst ourselves all the time, and today we have Mac Vanderbeek. Yay! Team Associated's Reedy's Mac Vanderbeek. He's also the uh, regional Team Associated Manager. Say hi, Mac. I'm Mac. <laughs> yes. yes. I was hoping yes. you'd do it. <laughs> hey, out there. Yeah. So we had uh, we had Zeke on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Zeke Bollinger, when he, it was announced that Team Losi was going to pretty much emulate the associated setup of having like regional managers to make lives easier for their team. Uh, team Associates has been doing that sort of thing for a long time. First off, for people who don't know who you are, Go ahead and spill the beans about about you and how long you've been racing, how old you are, where do you work, you know, all that fun stuff. So I am, uh, my name is Mac Vanderbeek. Uh, some, I've been involved in some form of racing pretty much uh, since I could uh, throw my leg over something. So I started out racing motocross because my dad was a dirt bike rider. And uh, so I raced motocross for about 11 years and we chased, you know, all the national circuits and went to several nationals. I, uh, qualified for uh, Loretta Lynn's Amateur Nationals four or five years. Came close to a national championship a couple times, but uh, was never able to to seal the deal. So I had uh, a second in one of the 60 classes at uh, Lake Whitney, Texas. And so I was a Team Green factory rider for a few years and uh, had some sponsors during that time. I was uh, Bell Helmets. Got goggles, um, WD-40, Ori grips, and a company called Gear Racewear. That kind of started, you know, my love for racing. And then when I turned uh, 16, the time you have to put into it uh, and just, uh, you know, having raced for pretty hardcore for 11 years kind of just took its toll. And I kind of fell out of love with it, to be honest with you. So still enjoy watching it. You know, I'm still... A huge fan of motocross and supercross and uh, and all that, but so I started racing RC cars when I was sixteen. I'm forty six now, so we're going on thirty years of uh, quote unquote playing with toy cars. And were you were you always in the Des Moines area? I lived in a small town about seventy miles southeast of Des Moines up until about two thousand four. So I would travel to Des Moines, you know, and race in the Des Moines area and, and all around. But uh, we had a little track you know, about 10 miles from home called M&M Raceway. A guy named Mark Nichols ran it. It was at the fairgrounds. I didn't think of who his partner was. But anyway, it was a outdoor, loamy dirt, you know, kind of the typical off-road track at that time. And that's what I grew up racing on as, I, you know, you did some as well. And even Will, that was you know kind of what we cut our teeth on, so to speak. 
And then when I moved to Des Moines, obviously, I, I helped out quite a bit with Hobby Haven's off-road track at both locations uh, when they had the original store down on Hickman and then uh, at the new store. And I was pretty heavily involved with that part up until about 2008 or nine, As you can probably attest, uh, too many times I was out there tamping dirt by myself and watering by myself. And uh, I was like, you know, I don't need this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause you weren't getting, you weren't, you weren't necessarily getting paid for that. Were you? No, no, I was, yeah, I was definitely all, you know, they would, they would help, uh, you know, kick me some money for, you know, like every once in a while. It wasn't like they didn't appreciate it. It was just kind of the, you know, it was just kind of time to, as my life was progressing a little bit, I married in 2010 and uh, I have two kids with my current wife. And uh, as I call her, my last wife. So. <laughs> Mac understands the struggle of the Lincoln track that Alex and I have both, <laughs> both <laughs> struggled with. We had a track here in Lincoln that we both ran at one time or another. And it was just like, one of us at a time working on the track by ourselves. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, there'd be guys to show up and help, but at the end of the day, it was, and my motivation was I wanted to be a good track to race on. Yeah. Right. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it, it was, it was a selfish uh, intent to some extent. I wasn't doing it for accolades or anything like that. I just wanted a good racetrack to, you know, to race on and have fun on. And uh, so, yeah. you know, at that time I was willing to put out the effort. It's kind of like, uh, you know, you're going to complain about the track, grab a shovel. Well, that was, that was the main motivation for me back in 99 when, uh, when Marty got hurt and when Dan bolt, Dan got hurt and they both got hurt at the same time at RC motorsport and there was nobody to run the track. I'm like, well, I want to race. So, you know, they hooked me up with a set of keys and I counted the drawer at night and took entries and, you know, worked on the track and that kind of started the, that's a snowballed into what I am now. You know, that's kind of where it started, but it was mainly just just because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a place to race otherwise, you know, if you didn't do the work. Yeah. That was a lot of, that was a lot of my motivation too. So, Oh, I got to tell a funny story. Uh, since we're talking about hobby Haven. So (laughs) one of the times I went over there, I remember I got like scolded by Mac here because, oh dear, (laughs) because, uh, (laughs) there was a part of the track that I could not get. Like I was having so bad of trouble with it. And I was, I was pissed because I was like, God damn, I was freaking losing. And, uh, I was like complaining about it to myself up on the driver's stand. And out of nowhere, I hear, Hey buddy, if you don't like it, you can get your shit and go home. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and I looked awesome. over and it was, it was Mac. And I was like, Oh, I, I better, I better be quiet. I better be really quiet. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You're damn right. You can go that, home. Doesn't, that doesn't sound like me. No, it totally was. You. It was funny. <laughs> And then I remember I was like, afterwards, I'm like, I'm so sorry. That's not, I, you know, I, it's fine. I'm, We've all been guilty of that one. Yeah. I, I blamed a, a poor, poor track build on my crappy performance a couple of times, unfortunately. So yeah. I always feel bad about it, but it happens. What happens on the stand stays on the stand. Yeah. You hope. Yeah, you hope. <laughs> so you've been racing since, uh, racing RC cars since about 16. And you said you moved to Des Moines in 2004? Uh, yeah. I went through a divorce in 03 and then we both moved to the Des Moines area in 04. So I moved to West Des Moines and I think she moved to Clive or something, but in order to kind of, uh, you know, take care of the kids at that point, we were, we're both kind of working in the area anyway. So it just kind of worked out. 
how, uh, how did your association with team associated start? Like when do you think that was what year? I want to say it was maybe oh five or oh six. You know, kind of was one of those guys that I probably didn't start taking. I didn't even realize until I was about nineteen or twenty just how critical uh, you know having a car that's race ready on race day. It was just kind of a hobby. It took me a couple three years to kind of you know understand what the what the maintenance part of it was like, which is surprising because my dad was uh, always very good at working on my dirt bikes and had me keeping stuff fresh all the time. So, you know, it took me a few years to, to want it bad enough to kind of do that on my own, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'll tell a funny story. So Rico and Dave Swida Smith, they were running the tracks as TRX one and Rico had a, I don't want to say it was a pro SE, the low C pro SE. I think it was our first molded chassis. Yeah. Had it for sale. I bought it. On that race day, threw my electronics in it and went out for the first qualifier. And I think I, I don't think I TQ'd the first round, but I TQ'd the second round and I ended up beating them both. And they were, uh, you know, I wasn't a factor before. So <clears throat> that was kind of the, kind of a turning point for me to realize what a, you know, what a good setup supposed to feel like and, and that I could be competitive with those guys at the car, you know, those were the fast guys at the time. So, so that was kind of, uh, you know, what started it. And as far as associated, you know, I bounced back and forth between brands like a lot of racers do. I remember one Hobby Haven race, you left and came back with a different brand car. Yeah. And that car was in pieces at home, to be honest with you. Yeah. I remember that day and I ended up winning. I won't say what car it was because I don't want to go there. I TQ'd that race. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely the track was pretty blown out. and 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 you ended up winning the whole thing. It was funny. Yeah. No, I remember that race. What really kind of settled me in to uh, the team associated brand was, I mean, the cars were always good. It wasn't, it wasn't ever like you didn't have a car and, and not feel competitive between that and a couple of other brands. It was just simply me not being, you know, maybe sharp enough to pick up on what to do to the other car. And so I would just kind of go back and forth and, you know, oh, this car's got to be better. I mean, <laughs> we've all been there. I think what kind of solidified my my love for the associated vehicles was, I think it was the B4, and I don't remember if it was a point one. I think it was just the B4 at the time. And uh, Tony Leatherman was running a B4 at Chillicothe, and I think I had qualified BQ for about the second or third time at one of their big races. And uh, he just pulled me aside and he said, hey, you know, stick with your car and go pay attention to your lap times because you'll have the fastest lap by a few tenths, but they're never consistent enough. So he's kind of the one that made me pay attention to that. Uh, and then I just decided to stick with the team associated car at that point. And, uh, you know, so I wouldn't be bouncing back and forth. And I just kind of built from there. You know, I started becoming uh, more of a contender at the races and then, uh, you know, at the bigger events, the regional level events, the fall classic is probably where I was a race that I used to gauge my speed back then. Because, uh, at that time, Dustin Evans and Matt Chambers were both, uh, TLR drivers. I think Billy Fisher was, and they would come to that race. And I think that Brown was the travel AE guy that was coming to that race. I was able to, um, qualify right behind those guys. And I think I beat Scott Brown the last year that I raced the fall classic when it was 
where they were bringing in travel team guys. And that was kind of the turning point for me to feel like I was deserving of, you know, a sponsorship. Uh, I never really felt like I was, uh, could put myself in a, in a category where I could send a resume in and be like, you know, I've running with these guys consistently. And so I had that, those two years back to back where I think I finished top five and was in the hunt to get a top three if I'd have drove just a little bit cleaner. So that was kind of when I started really building my resume. And honestly, I just, uh, I sent my resume into team associated and it wasn't one of those deals where I sent it into multiples. I, I literally just sent it into team associated. I, uh, you know, I talked about my past in the motocross, you know, my motocross background and, just really took my time on the resume and, and put together a good resume. And fortunately uh, for me at that time, it, it paid off and Brent put me on the team. And, and I want to say that was, I should know what year that is, but I don't probably oh five or oh six, maybe. Do you feel that if social media had come on a little bit earlier, those years that we put in going to Chile all the time, going to the fall classic all the time, you know, and, and being in the top five all the time, at those kind of races when they're getting, you know, 180, 200 entries all the time. I, I, I feel like it was harder for us in those, in those early years to get noticed and, yeah, and to no, get on. It definitely the was the social media, uh, has driven, you know, uh, love it or hate it. It's, it's raised the awareness and it's made it easier for people to connect the long distance rather than just looking at print and pictures that you mm-hmm. can, you know, at that time you couldn't even really email to anybody mm-hmm. and you probably could, but I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't do any of that. My, my resume was, uh, mailed to associate. Yeah. So it's like basically the region eight regionals were in Chile, probably from 99 all the way through what? 2008. They were there every mm-hmm. single year for a little while. For a long yeah, time. they were there quite a few years in a row, for and, sure. And that was the one big race in our region that everybody at that time, you know, really cared about. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? for sure. They, they used to have that. And then he would have a like a uh, winter champs race yeah. or something. Yep. Always in, in January. In January. But I feel like I, f- I feel like that racing that we did in in our age group, <laughs> you know, like like the, the racing that we did in those probably 10 years, right? In 99 through about 2008, 2009, when Chile kind of yeah. went away. I just feel like it was, there was so much of it and we were so competitive. All the groups, Des Moines, Omaha, St. Louis, Chile, Kansas City, they would all congregate in that one area. Yeah, the Hutch guys too that would come up. Minnesota guys would come down. Every once in a while, yeah. I, I wish yeah. I could have raced indoor back then with you guys. So I think the thing that made it so big at that, it was the first one that was seemed like it was centrally located enough that it drew all of those drivers. All, all the main RC groups in our region were about three or four hours away from Chile. Yep, exactly. So we could all get there. You know, there were some club race days where I, for a little while there, I, I, before I met Gretchen, I was going down there every single Saturday, probably for, for up to almost two years straight. And there were some club race days that the St. Louis guys would come up, you know, and all of a sudden, you'd have a mini regional. It's kind of like, uh, to be perfectly honest, it's kind of like the Hobbyplex right now. Yeah. On any given club race, uh, or even you know our local track here, you're going to race with potentially three or four of the best young racers 
in the Midwest for sure. And, you know, arguably for their age bracket, three or four may be in the best in the United States. So yeah. most definitely, for example, last, uh, you know, the first round of the summer series was you had three or four of the A main Reedy open racers yeah. at the race. So mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to, how are you going to get that anywhere else you go really and have that level of uh, competition? Yeah. Yeah. And for an old, and for an old guy that tries to race with them, it's like racing for fifth yeah, or sixth all the time. I'm usually just happy to be the <laughs> highest hobby plexer if the, if it's possible. I'm happy if I'm the highest uh, old yeah. guy. <laughs> but I'd have to finish ahead of, of Will, Derek, you know, uh, Aiden, you know, I finished in front of all those guys. It's getting harder and harder every week. Yeah. I'm happy with going straight into the main of two wheel. Yeah. <laughs> summer series <laughs> for sure. No joke. When, when four, I mean, even at the first round, you had Moriana that came down yeah. and, you know, so there's another guy very fast and, you know, Caden Fuller is, uh, you know, not far behind his brother. He's just, a, you know, some consistent runs away from being in that same group. So, Oh, I agree. Um, the younger generation is uh, definitely reaping the benefits of a nice race facility and tough competition and, you know, great product, you know, across the board. They're not having to spend a lot of time on maintenance or turning or, motors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or driving like they could break their car. I mean, this, this is like yeah. the most durable the vehicles have ever been. Absolutely. You also can't leave out. Most of the kids that are racing now, I, maybe Tom's an exception, but they, they're basically racing into an RC racing family. Yeah, a little bit for sure. For mine, mine for sure. Obviously, they've got a pretty good uh, advantage on most. Of I don't know if they know what a you know driving a bad car is like. Yeah, <laughs> right. And my dad, <laughs> yeah. I had to like, I had to like pull my dad's teeth for him to buy me a new set of Ifmar pins when I needed them. Yeah, you know. And now I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, sure, we'll drop a hundred bucks on a set of, on a bunch of tires. Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah, I had to yeah. mow on scoop driveways and they borrow <laughs> yeah. stuff. We're old. Yeah. <laughs> we had to do work. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see, though. I mean, I love I love being able to have that level of talent here close to us. It's just fun to, to watch and be a part of. And, you know, it just drives our industry a little bit. Yeah, it makes us better. Oh, yeah, for sure having that level of competition, it makes all of us better. I don't like, I don't like being a second and a half off the pace. I'd like to at least keep it under a three quarters of a second. Yeah. <laughs> I was ecstatic. I was like two tenths or a 10th off of Tom's fast lap last round of the summer series in the first round. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Holy cow. Let's come. It's all coming together. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> if I could only do it for eight minutes now. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> That's that's what's really the difference. I mean, yeah, we uh, every once in a while we can uh, squeak one out, muster all of that old guy knowledge to throw a couple heaters together. But mm-hmm. you know, they do it every lap, every corner, yeah, um, yeah. every <laughs> jump section. Sometimes I just watch them and it makes me feel stupid. <laughs> Touch on how uh, how your role at Team Associated expanded. So I think it was twenty end of twenty ten. I believe is when kind of the regional program started. And again, apologize. I probably shouldn't know exactly what that date is because it was kind of a turning point for me to be involved with team associated, but I'm not a historical guy. I'm more of a in the now and looking ahead kind of guy. So anyway, it's, you know, it's been 10 or 11 years uh, in the makings, but 
Brent, uh, Brent reached out to me and, you know, kind of told me about the program and, you know, asked, uh, what my level of interest was and, and knowing my background in racing and kind of being around me a little bit, I think he understood that it would be, uh, you know, I'd be a good fit for it. And, uh, I take the job serious. I mean, it's, it's a great opportunity. It was a great opportunity. It still is today to be part of that race team. And it's really cool to develop, help try to help develop drivers. You see, you see racers come and go. And I think every team does that. Every, every hobby kind of sees that, but it's cool to see the ones that you've, you know, been a part of, uh, influencing their path kind of continue to grow. So yeah, I was approached to that point. He told me about the program. I accepted position and, uh, the rest is history, right? Yeah. If it wasn't for Mac, I wouldn't be on associated. You're the one that offered me the, the original would, development deal. I would say that that's not necessarily entirely true because I think, you know, regardless of who was going to be put in the position, if they were paying attention, they probably wouldn't have made many different moves than what I've made. You know, it's just a, you know, just a matter of, there's still a level of, you know, level of effort that, uh, that I need to see and a level of commitment that I need to see. And, you know, you're a guy that's had it and has had it and has built it, you know, and I think that, uh, you're just one of those guys that's approachable and, and you're good at helping people. And so I think you'd have, you'd have found your, you'd have found your way at one of them one way or another, but I'm, I'm glad it's associated because it's been, uh, you know, it's been a blessing to have you over there and I can't be at every track. So it's nice to have guys that, you know, most every track that are doing what the position is made for, which is helping drivers, making the product look good. And I think we have a lot of great drivers all across my region for sure. And even the other regions, the guys all do a good job of putting the guys on the team that are going to be successful. Do you, do you have a set region? Like, like that was the thing with the Losi thing that came about was, was they kind of announced this person's in charge of these States. Is it that way? at the associated regional associated is by re, uh, or region. Oh. So I'm the region aid administrator okay. or manager or whatever you want to call it. So, so I have Missouri, Kansas, uh, Nebraska, and Iowa. Nice. Do you get a lot of, of resumes then? Is that, is that stuff sent to you? Is that how that works? Yeah. Yeah. So if they reach out through associated, they will forward it to me. Okay. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't say that I get a lot, I guess, is that still a thing? Yeah. It's pretty rare anymore. Really? Yeah. Okay. To be honest with you. And not that I don't take every resume serious, but sometimes you just get some pretty outlandish stuff. Um, it's just not what the program is built for. Yeah. And sponsorship in general, you want to see some commitment to the brand initially before they are even brought into that. My goal has never been to go, try to sign guys on other brands and be like, Oh, you know, you need to be running this car. That's never really been the goal. I feel like if you run the team the right way, they gravitate toward you anyway. So what I see most guys do is if they're interested in a deal and they've got any shot at being on it, they are buying the product, getting familiar with it and then making sure that I notice that they're running the product. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, end of the day, that's what you want. You want people running the product and, Mm-hmm. working hard to make it look good. And, uh, you know, fortunately we've got strong platforms across the scales and, you know, most of the cars. I want to retire and become a rock crawler 
pro with my element, <laughs> my enduro. Yeah, the element's a nice. Uh, <laughs> I haven't uh, personally done any of it, but I've seen a lot of the. You know, I've seen yours, and I've seen a lot of the other guys that are using them, and so far the feedback's pretty good on that product. So it's uh, <sighs> you know just another thing that uh, Associated has done the right way. There was a rock crawling event in, I think it's Ohio. It was the K and K something, something, something. And it was June 6th that I was actually going to go compete in. And so the summer series wasn't originally going to be on June 6th because I wanted to go to that thing. And uh, then all this COVID stuff happened and I'm like, well, damn it. <laughs> they canceled it. So, yeah. so then our, you know, kind of, kind of made our summer series a little bit easier to, uh, to run. But yeah, that, I, I almost went to my first, uh, my first big crawling gig in Ohio. Can you imagine that? <laughs> nice. Traveling yeah. to a crawler event for in like 14 hours away. You know, I think it's, uh, <laughs> I think you've done every, uh, you know, you've been to all the, the intense competitions. If you're just treating it for, I'm going to get away and do something different and go have something fun to do. It's, uh, you know, everything's, you got to have perspective and everything. Yeah. So I almost signed up for Axial Fest. What's, what's the end, what's the end game to, to go, you know? Yeah. And it's to go do something you've not done at a level you've not done it and just have fun and enjoy it. So, yeah, might go next year. I'm too busy. Yeah, it seems like I'm too busy working on, uh, you know, with only being 10 I'm, and now Eli's racing. So I'm I'm still pretty busy working on their 10 scale and 8 scale cars. So to have something else to work on, just <laughs> to have something to work on, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I don't know that I ever will be. Yeah. But we'll see. Let's talk about your kids. So, uh, so Alex is, what is he 20 now? 21. He's 21. Oh man. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm keep missing out on the years. Okay. So you pop out a kid and you name him Alex. Mm-hmm. We actually thought about naming Emerson Mac just because I thought it'd be funny, but, uh, Outstanding. <laughs> that kid would be legendary if his name was Mac. I'm just telling you, uh, but it didn't happen. So it didn't happen. So there's that. Okay. So Alex, I remember him racing when he was just, just like, like Eli's age. Six. Right. Yep. Yep. So all of my kids have done it at their request. You know, they've seen me race and they've been a part of it, been around it, but I never really said, Hey, you're going to do this uh, or else <laughs> they've all wanted to do it. Fortunately, right. even my daughter, did. she raced a few Aubrey? times, but yep. Aubrey raced, uh, well, on and off a few times, never really got into it, but she was, you know, again, she told me she wanted to do it. Uh, I think it was when we were racing a hot haven. She said she wanted to do it. I painted her a short course body. I painted it purple and pink and put some girly stuff at it because that's what she wanted. And it was a fun project. I still have the body. So Alex used to just watch me work on stuff. And as he got older, decided he wanted to race. And even though I was going through a divorce at the time and, my time was basically cut in half with my kids uh, for a lot of years. So on the weeks that I didn't have them, I'd race. And if they wanted to go racing on the weeks that I did have them, we'd, we'd go do some racing and go do other things. And uh, just kind of, uh, you know, he just kept wanting to do it. So, and even today, it's, you know, I try to help him when I can. But at the end of the day, it's up to him how far he goes with it. So you know, or doesn't go with it. That's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at with Emerson. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not that dad. That's like, you're going to get to the track and you're going to go there and like it. Like I, I'm, I go, Hey, yeah. you want to go to the track today? And if he says, 
absolutely or yes. I'm like, freaking sweet. But if he says, no, I'm, I need to work on this or that, or he, cause he's, you know, he's, um, he really likes bikes like bicycles and, uh-huh. uh, um, he's actually learned how to maintenance bicycles. So he's like my maintenance guy now, which is great. Nice. And then he's, uh, he's, uh, his uncle has him turned on to, uh, to little, uh, two stroke engines. He's making a mini bike. Yeah, I saw the Facebook yeah. post of that. So it's like, holy crap. Okay, you want to stay here and work on that? Just let your kids do what interests them because yeah. at the end of the day, that's what they need to learn to do as adults. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you need to find something you're passionate about and, and do that because uh, that's how you, I mean, that's how you gain success. You're not going to gain success by going and doing something that you hate to do. So, yeah. no um, so if they can find they can find the passion for something, you know, and then you just kind of do your part as a parent to defeat it. So Alex has been racing since he was six and Aubrey raced a little bit. She's in college right now at Iowa state. Uh, so she's, uh, studying psychology and sociology with a minor in criminal justice. So she's got things that she wants to do. And Alex works, uh, in construction. And then, uh, my two youngest, Owen is 10 and him, he was kind of the same way Alex was. He just, uh, I think I brought home a trophy one day from a serious race that he thought was just super cool. And he decided that he wanted to start racing so he could win trophies. (laughs) So uh, Owen kind of decided when he was ready and just put him in front of enough race cars that, uh, he really likes four-wheel drive. He really likes two-wheel. He really lo- he loves eight-scale. He's the reason I went back to racing eight-scale, him and Alex. Together, having some fun, we we got to go to the King of Kings race. That was fun. That kind of reminded me a little bit of my motocross background, uh, just the whole entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Sitting out on our canopy, working on race cars all weekend, and, and racing outdoors. So, And Eli is right at that, right at that point right now, too, where Owen was only... He's six and uh, he doesn't have the drive for it yet other than just he likes driving right now. So he raced this weekend and he'll be at the, you know, the next summer series round. He had a birthday party the for the first round, so he wasn't able to come, but he's just learning how to do it now. I mean, he's, you know, he runs very few laps. If he wants to drive, I let him drive. If he doesn't, you know, we park the car. So it's kind of, kind of up to him. Do you find it difficult to, how do I put this? One thing that I've picked up with, with Emerson is like, I'm still faster than him. So I don't know what it's like to always get beat by my kid, but do you, do you find it difficult sometimes to, to race with them? You know what I'm saying? So I intentionally quit running in classes that Alex was in a couple of years ago because it was kind of at that point where I was headed one direction and he was headed the other I was more concerned with his race than mine. Mm-hmm. So as you're trying to drive, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was pointless for me to really be out there. So not only was I hurting myself, hurting the brand, I was taking away focus from what I could be helping him with. So I decided to stop racing in classes that he was racing in about two years ago. And um, it wasn't hard. It wasn't a hard decision really at all it's hard racing with them in the same race. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Especially when they're at a certain level, because Alex was kind of at that level where you could kind of see what he was capable of. And 
if you give him every opportunity, you can't do it while you're up there driving against him, really. So I just raced Mod Tuval this last weekend, and Owen and I finished fifth and sixth. <laughs> <laughs> he was ahead of me until the last lap, and he caught a pipe, and, and Dad got one, I'm going to call it probably one last victory over that kid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> well, a couple, a couple weeks ago, Emerson straight up beat me in the B main. Yeah. And we both, yeah. we both bumped into the A, but I was, I was doing my damnedest to catch him and I wasn't catching him. And I was like, uh, oh, yeah. okay. But I'm at the same time. I was like, well, we're both in the A main. So that's good. Right. But then in the A main, I feel like, uh, again, it's one of those things where experience and maturity won over, Oh yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, but that was fun. And I was like, well, crap. Okay. Good job. You know? Yeah. And that's happened on carpet before too, where I've, I've, he's, he's straight up got me on carpet before once or twice, not often, but yeah, once or they, twice. They have the ability to, uh, just do things that we have the will to do, but not the hand-eye coordination yeah. anymore. The reaction time just, it just fades. I mean, that's, you hear guys talk about it all the time and everything they do, uh, whether it's this or, you know, sports, uh, just, there's a turning point where you're just headed the other direction. It's not because you don't want to be faster because you don't have the ability. It's just that mother nature's yeah. cruel. Oh yeah. He's a cold it's, it's like they don't think. Snake. Yeah. It's like they don't think about it. You know? Yeah. They don't. yeah. They're definitely not up there thinking about when the mortgage is due and that I take care of, uh, you know, that one client. I mean, you find yourself, uh, I, I, at least I do. And it probably happened uh, last weekend uh, at the Summer Series. Eight minutes is a long time for me to stay focused in one race. And I think uh, you and I, Alex, battled for about seven of the eight yeah. minutes. And uh, that was an epic race. That's awesome. I've had more people come up and say how much of a how much fun they had watching that race. Uh, you know, anytime that you can have that kind of fun doing it, and uh, you know, I wasn't even really disappointed. But second, to be honest with you, uh, you know, I crashed and. That's just how it works. Yeah. So a win would have been nice, but uh, at the end of the day, just to have that kind of a race, that's, that's kind of what you do it for anyway. Yeah. Well, and plus on that day, Alex won mod four wheel, mod two wheel. It was a good day. Yeah. And that uh, amongst a very tough group of racers. Yeah. So that was a really good, that was a good day. Yeah, definitely. And he needed a, you know, he needed a shot in the arm too. You know, when you're racing, because he he's uh he's the older kid that was fast as those guys were getting fast, yeah. so for them to kind of consistently have his number, that's been an adjustment for him. It's tough to compete against uh, compete against that all the time. You know, he's he's learning to adult and do other things. <laughs> you know, so his time is a little he has a little less time to do it, but it's still he's still a single kid. You know, he's. 21 and single. It's not like he can't uh, take the time to do it. It's just if he chooses to do it. (laughs) And when he does, he's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Let's take a quick moment to hear from our pivotlending.com sponsors. And now a word from our sponsors. This is a pivot lending update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. I think, in my opinion, working with Pivot Lending, as opposed to maybe some of the other local financial institutions, we have, first of all, we're open nights and weekends. So where uh, maybe a current bank or even a credit union, 
They're not going to be around at eight o'clock on a Sunday where Dawn's going to be available. That's huge, especially in a seller's market right now. In addition to that, we have the ability to shop around as far as the lowest interest rates and with our relationships in the credit union and community banking worlds, because we are underwriting and originating loans for them. If you are falling outside of the traditional conventional guidelines or FHA government guidelines, we can work with perhaps one of our, our partners to get a portfolio loan for you. So um, there's, there's quite a few different distinct uh, reasons, I think, that, that set us apart from our competition. Uh, to reemphasize what Dave said, working with Pivot Lending, you have the opportunity to have access to a lot more companies to um, be able to get the best rate. And then obviously, again, with what we do with a lot of the small banks and credit unions, the portfolio option is something that there really isn't another lender out there that I know of that offers that opportunity. If it's, you know, if it's something that we can do, mm-hmm. we definitely, we're going to get you into a loan. If you don't fit inside the, inside the box, we've got some out of the box options that gives us a little bit more of an edge over some of our competitors. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Every time, and I think this last year was the first year he made the A in four-wheel. The first year we went, he was leading the B main, and the long and short of it is we had had a, his pit guy, his pit guy failed him on that day. I had plugged in a, plugged in a speed control backwards Sunday morning for practice on his four-wheel. And so in my haste of swapping on a speed control before his B main, I didn't get his battery fully charged. And for a 10 minute main and four wheel drive, it's kind of a necessity. So he literally was leading with 20 seconds left and dumped. Damn. So no. uh, it was, I'm not even kidding you. It felt like somebody tore my insides yeah. out. So, <laughs> I mean, the good news is if you, if you make the A mains at those, you you, you automatically get to go back. Yeah. Yep. He did go back the following year and make the A and two wheel again. Uh, and then we had to miss a year. Uh, just because of life, just in general, yeah. it just didn't work out to go two years ago. It's expensive to go. It really is to go to that race. So this year we made it a uh, kind of a family vacation and we had, we made it a 10 day deal. We left on a Saturday morning. We flew out of Omaha and then we flew into um, LAX and we spent a couple of days in Los Angeles. We went down to San Diego one day. And then uh, we went to our Airbnb for the remainder of the Reedy race on like Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, something like that. But, and then, uh, you know, spent the rest of the weekend or the week and weekend uh, there. I have to say that that's probably one of the best trips that we've had just because of everything, not just the racing, but the, you know, what we got to do as a family. And my daughter, unfortunately, wasn't able to go, but everybody else was there. So, so Emerson's gotten into the Reedy race twice on paper but I did not get in. And I told him, I said, I said, dude, listen, if, if we're going to the Reedy race, I'm racing. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm, we're not going to go. I mean, I'd love maybe if he was like 15 or 16 and he was really into it, I'd just be pit pop. But I'm like uh, at 10. No, sorry. I'm racing. So, uh, so we, we keep signing up. And then that one time when we're going to get Emerson and me together, both getting in, well, then we're going to go, uh, we'll try to get Gretchen to go with her and make a, with us and make a, a trip out of it. But I took Emerson to Cali, uh, in 2017, two weeks after the Reedy race to a JBRL race on the same layout that was at that Reedy race that year. And, uh, that was probably, even though Gretchen couldn't go. So it was just Emerson and I like, that was probably the best father son time I've had with him yet. Well, that's the, yeah, that's the win, the win, win. So I can't tell you how many, you know, just amazing friends and amazing amount of hours I've had with friends and my family, not just in the RC racing, but even like motocross, you're there for a purpose. Uh, and you're kind of locked into that environment. So you're spending a lot of time with the people that you're with. Anybody that wants to get into this hobby uh, just to play with the cars is is going to find out, you know, what the real payoff is. And that's the people you get to be around. So yeah. for you, how rewarding was it or how rewarding is it? I should say when Alex goes to a race like that and is is in the mix with, with in the open class or even nationals. I remember he got third, uh, at our Nats in short course and he made a, he made a super awesome pass on Chad do to get there. Like I, I just, I remember that moment. It was, it was, it was primo, you know, it was a, uh, you know, a little bump yeah. and run pass, uh, but it was short <laughs> course. So yeah, I think he wasn't very happy at the time. <laughs> I know I remember that, but I, I think short we all course, know why. Bro. I mean, I wouldn't have short been happy course, either. Bro. Come at me, bro. It's short course. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hashtag, Hashtag short course. course. Yeah. Bro. Eight, eight wheels tune or turn better than four, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he came down, he came down the step downs, uh, leading up to that tough triple. And, uh, he motor plated him enough to, you know, to get Chad out of the race line. And, you know, Alex was able to triple Chad wasn't, I mean, that was the difference. So I, I was, I remember I was marshalling that bucket and I remember I was like, yeah. oh, Sweet. <laughs> yep. Yep. Good luck, Poor homie. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just one of those things you can probably laugh about it now, but definitely at that time it was pretty, they were pitted about two spots away from us and it was pretty quiet. So. Yeah, I was laughing about yeah. that. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Water under the bridge now. Oh, Alex yeah. No. But I mean, seriously, like at the, at the Reedy race though, Go back to that because the Reedy race, that's a big deal. It just reaffirms what I kind of always known to be true is that, uh, you know, I, I watch this kid race from the time he was six years old. You, you believe in them when they follow through with all the things, you know, the hours and hours and hours you spent uh, on just all the details. When they follow through out on the track because you spent that time and because they're ready for that moment. Oh yeah, it was great. I mean, it was absolutely outstanding. And to do it his first year there was even in my opinion, more special because never being in that environment, knowing that you can kind of be in the mix if everything falls into place. And I think he qualified the first year. I think he just got in, he got in like seventh or eighth in two wheel. 
Uh, so it wasn't like he was, he wasn't a contender for the win in that race. But I feel like the last two years that he's been there, he's had the ability to be in it. Uh, you know, it's just a hard yeah. race to win. I remember when he made the main, I was like, dang, that's who we're racing mm-hmm. with all the time. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm feel okay. with was going to be yeah. by him now. <laughs> you yeah. know what I and mean? And then the it's very like, next year, him and Tom were both in the A. Yeah. And, you know, together they were, you know, and then Mason, you know, Fuller, uh, I think he even, you know, one of the years he was there, I think he TQ'd around maybe the year before Alex went even. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's literally, that's a coverage yeah. for us. And then you throw Caden in the mix. And right. then on top of that, you got guys like your Ruben King and um, just a laundry list of others right here in our area. And, you know, Rico and, you know, in our little club race, in our yes. track down here. So, I mean, that's a club race. The two Fuller kids, Drew Rubin King, Alex Vanderbeek, and Tom Rinderdeck. Yeah. Good luck, old guy. Go, uh, go run last those kids and see. <laughs> just see just see how you stack up. It's yeah. damn depressing. <laughs> All right. I have an idea because we got like okay. seven or eight minutes left. So I thought this would be fun. You said you're not a, a look back kind of person, but I want you to dig deep and and really think back. What's your favorite Mac versus Alex moment? And what's your least favorite Mac versus Alex moment? <laughs> can you think of any? Because I can think of a couple. I can think, uh, I haven't really had that too many where I have uh, remember being able to beat you, to be honest. So I don't have too many favorites. <laughs> In fact, I can't think of any right off the top of my head, but I can tell you one that dings more than the than the rest is. Uh, I think it was the last outdoor Hobby Haven shootout, and I was able to TQ. I think, and I think you qualified second or third. Oh God! And I got out of the start, and there was a yeah. huge yard yep. sale from yep. me back. And I literally on the first lap had a half to three quarter of a lap lead. And I ended up crashing that away. And not only did I lose the race, I think I didn't even Dude, finish on the That's a hard video to watch. And it was brutal. Chili has that race on video. And it was one, it was just a couple sections. I mean, that front jump section was tough. The problem is once you hit it wrong a couple of times, uh, you lose confidence in it. So then you start doing stupid things. Hell, I'd have been better off if I had a single single through that six pack, I think. Yeah. And uh, so that's probably one of my one of my least favorite. Don't take this the wrong way, but it's just a it's a humorous one to me is we were at a race in Chillicothe one time and I don't remember hey, I mean it was probably a racing incident. And I think you monster trucked me in the race. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my buddy Bubba Boggs uh, was filming it. So he kept the camera rolling after the race. And I think I was standing at the end of the stand and I basically was not letting you walk off the stand. I was sitting there, I think, bitching at you about running me over and, <laughs> and looking back, I'm like, God, why didn't Alex just either throat punch me or, you know, whatever. It was like, get out of my face, dude. I was probably scared of you more than anything. I don't remember that. That's weird. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's uh and for some reason that one sticks in my head. There was one regional race where, um, uh, I think it was the year after 
the very first one they had with the, uh, the slicks or whatever. But I, I remember I was running like four classes and I was doing horrible in all of them. And I was so pissed at myself. I think I, I drove my double X into a wall and broke the chassis. And then I like went outside and punched a sign and like almost fractured my hand, I think is what happened. Yeah. We were intense back then. My, yeah, back then. my, well, yeah, we're intense now too, but, um, <laughs> Stop shaking your head, Will. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, a race in Hadar, Nebraska that Dennis had brought all of you guys in. It was Brandon, you, Chris, the little outdoor track. Yeah. The little outdoor track. And I was leading on the last lap and I, something, I just did something totally stupid and ended up flipping upside down. I had the race in the bag and it was a lot like that hobby Haven race. And I just hit a rut or something. My car flipped upside down, needed a marshal. And you just, your, this orange car just came and just, just went whoop, right on by. And, uh, and I remember that race because it, it was like their, uh, end of the season championship race or something. So there was, right. there was, yeah, a tro- I went to a few races there. there was a trophy on the line. Ooh, oh, I was so, I was so, so I pissed. You, huh? Yeah, I was so pissed. Uh, yeah, well, that's when I was like 18 or 19, I think. Like I said, there wasn't too many times that, that I can remember. I can remember being close a few times, but you just always seem to kind of pull it out. So yeah, I'm, that's all right. I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm the, you're I'm you're the, younger than I am. That's true. I you it, said I you're 46. It. I'm 46, man. I'm like, so yeah, daisies almost. Yeah. You got five years on. Me. <laughs> on, on the back of, or on the bottom of all of my trophies, if there is somebody that I was trying to beat, or if it was a big deal to me that I beat him, I write beat Alex or beat Mac <laughs> on, the bottom of, yeah. on the back of him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I remember like it was that first like regionals we had after we put the lid on the plex. And um, I believe I beat Tony Bacon and stock buggy or four wheel drive mod buggy. I can't remember which one it was. But I wrote on the back of the trophy, like, beat Tony Bacon and, like, with the <laughs> smiley face because nice. I was, like, so happy about it. It was, oh, like, yeah. it was like I was doing better. Oh, I'm you know? sure he's going to love that if he hears this. Oh, I know. It's a, it's a, it should be flattering, I yeah. would think. Like, yeah, it was a big right. deal to me to go faster or, like, you know, get a position on somebody yeah. seasoned like that. So it still is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's so good at any time anymore if I can just feel competitive and drive the car good. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm happy with that, and then you know at the same time try to help some of the other guys, you know, get to where they want to be. I think seeing our kids in the general term getting as fast as they are or as early as they have been, I think puts puts a perspective on getting a little bit older in this hobby. Yeah, and just in general, all the kids. I mean, you look at the young talent now uh, compared to when uh, we were young. Yeah. Um, there just wasn't as much. I don't feel like as there is now. Yeah. Not even close. Like maybe, maybe half, maybe, maybe some guys that are 20 or 25 years old us will say differently, but I, f- I feel like a lot more of this hobby. I mean, I feel like we've grown the, the hobby plex in general, the, the race program that I've tried to create has helped grow the hobby. Absolutely. Cause you look at like what we get on a Friday night on family Friday off road. I mean, these are people that, they're never going to bitch about the track or anything like that because they're running slashes, you know, or they're mm-hmm. running track, you know, arm sentons. They're just there to have a good time. But eventually, you know, we'll pick off a couple of those guys and they'll turn into Saturday racers. 
but I still think that a lot of this hobby is generational now. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think when you and I were, were younger, it wasn't as generational because there wasn't that many generations racing RC cars the whole time. Sure. You know, it was hard. It was yeah. harder from a maintenance standpoint when you had to have, you know, you can, you can go pick up uh, equipment right off the shelf and uh, be competitive with it from day one without having a tremendous, if you, if you can drive and you can maintain the car, yeah. you can be pretty competitive. Back then you had to, you know, you had to match batteries. You had to lathe motors. You had to keep the car in one piece. You might have to put, you know, Rocket City fall ins on your gas truck to yeah. keep the ball cup from popping out. I mean, just you had to do things to the cars to, you know, to fight the attrition part of it yeah. uh, to finish races. Yeah. I mean, going back to what I was saying earlier, like it's, just, it's so easy now to make a car live or, you know, like a whole race day without having to do a ton of maintenance. And uh, when's the last time you took the motor out of your two wheel? I can't even remember. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, uh, I literally, uh, I don't unless, you know, unless I'm just doing a wholesale cleaning, but right. Yeah. So and like you're far between because of the indoor too. You don't have to, you're not bringing a lot of the loose debris into the car. It's dust. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Blow the dust off and you park it. And That's another part of this up. too. Like the cars to me seem now like they're more complicated because now we have transmission heights, axle heights, axle lengths, you know, and it's not just a ball stud and ball cup location. Now there's more to it, but at the same time, once you get one of these cars set up and even like Emerson's car, Emerson's car is box stock, dude, his B6.2. And I've never even changed anything. And I drove his car the other night and I'm like, dude, come on. Right. What's going on here? You know? mm-hmm. that that car is so good i thought about putting the stock setup on my two-wheel <laughs> like <Yeah>. <laughs> i didn't try well it. and and the other part of that is you can go you know you go to the team associated page and you can find usually a setup and anytime guys ask me for you know my setup it's a base setup it's dustin evans two-wheel yeah. setup and it's spencer Irvin's 74 setup yeah and that's where i start and then you tweak the most minute details to fit how you want to drive the car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then 90% of it is tune your tires, man. Tires. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Tune the tires. If the tires aren't good, your setup can be the best in the world. It ain't got to matter. Mm-hmm. I feel like in that, in that realm, we are very lucky now. Oh yeah. And our kids are very, very lucky because they, you know, they don't have to worry about some of the stuff that we had to worry about. Yep. You know, it's just, uh, you know, another part of our, uh, I got to give a shout out to my, one of my sponsors, a longtime sponsor, J Concepts. So, you know, I always feel like, uh, if you have, if you have something that's competitive, you always feel like you got something to work with. There's never, you never feel like, oh man, you know, these guys got a better higher program. And, and that's a big one, you know, from both the team associated, uh, cars, platforms and, and my J Concepts. Uh, you know, Jason, Jason has stayed, involved in the hobby that he supports and that, uh, you know, kind of his legacy he's built. And I've been a J concepts driver for maybe one year less than a team associate driver. And I've never felt like I didn't have yeah. the tire or whatever track loose outdoor, you know, slicks, uh, hard packed indoor clay, you know, it just, mm-hmm. you always have what you need. 
Yeah. I, I've yet to go to a race driving for J Concepts that I felt like I was on the wrong compound or anything like right. that. Yeah. So, or I didn't have the right stuff. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. For sure. So with all of the COVID stuff shutting down races and all that, are there are there any plans for you and uh, and and your kids uh, this year? Are you gonna are you gonna try to go anywhere, or are we basically just putting that on hold and doing the summer series? Um, summer series, I'd do regardless. So I wouldn't, you know, I kind of plan my racing schedule around the summer series because it's one we've. I mean, I I don't know that I can mimic that level of competition here in the Midwest, no matter where I go mm. with that consistent of a racetrack and just the, just the whole package really. I mean, you've done an awesome job with that series. And fortunately team associate has been a, a title sponsor for a lot of years and, and provides great support. Seven years now, seven, seven years. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, that's definitely one I'm, I consider that like big races, honestly. Oh I, yeah. I get six of them. Well, it is. Um, keep and then the we had, we had planned to try to hit a big nitro race this year. I don't know if that's going to pan out, but rumor mill is that we might have a big race coming. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just, I talked to some more people today Yeah, we'll see. We need to make that happen. I know, but, uh, <laughs> I, I will, I will tell you the lowdown next time I talk to you. That's fine. I won't, I won't, uh, I won't sell you out right now. Yeah. It's, it's, we're gonna uh, make that would happen, dude. I made some phone calls today and, uh, we'll see what happens. Cause it's, it's, uh, it's not necessarily up to us at this point. So sure. We'll I see get what it. happens. Well, and then we're going to try to go and make, uh, make one decent sized nitro race coming up. I'm not sure when that's going to be exactly yet. I think they moved uh, AMS to uh, uh, sometime in October, maybe. Yeah. There's that race that uh, Garrison does that they moved the in Kansas city. Yes. It, it's the week before our summer series. Yeah, final. That was one that was on our like list. September 11th or something. I think, I think Emerson wants to try to do that. So I might the have summer, to get a summer jam or summer off yep. jam or something like that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, so I mean, we've got a few of those on our radar, and maybe one big one like uh, maybe Psycho Nitro or AMS, and then I think uh, there's some decent uh, series. Nitro series is uh, you know, Dirt Burners has got a pretty good following. I saw they open back up down in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You know, we just we're gonna try to find maybe a couple of regional level races and and maybe one big one, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. It's just kind of a unique. Uh, it's Any a weird time right now. Yeah, we, it's just a weird we year to go to, you know, a couple of them. And it just, uh, just went, it just went. <laughs> yeah. Reboot. Reboot. Blue, we blue screened about, uh, we blue screened about two months ago. So mm-hmm. we're still rebooting real quick before, uh, before I lead us out, were there any, uh, were there any will Mac races in memory? I'm trying to think. Um, oh, I, you know what? I thought, I, okay. You, 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 uh, you talked me, uh, talked me long enough. I remembered, uh, I think I bested both you clowns at, uh, <laughs> the carpet crashing a couple of years ago. Oh, oh yeah, that's ra- right. I hadn't raced with you guys all season. My pride. I came up there and just lucked into one. Yeah. 
But, oh, uh, I don't think I you walked into it. I think you drove away from him. My yeah. car was really good that day. Yeah. And uh, the old man skills. Uh, I think uh, the car was good enough to offset uh, my my shortcomings. So, no, it was good. I remember that one. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's maybe my most recent one. That's right. I remember that. Damn it. I think I got fourth in that one. That's when Emerson beat me, too. Yeah. yeah I got to say, you didn't want to podium, bro. What's no, wrong with you? I don't know. <laughs> I was so yeah, bummed I'm out. Okay. About that, man. I'm so glad I remembered that because yeah. you know, I was searching. Will's like a carpet king. I know. Yeah. Now he's pretty legendary. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, well, I tell you, um, I I hope to uh, be more involved in the syndicate if you do it again this year. So yeah, okay. We, I didn't make any uh, last year, and I. It just was one of those things, but, uh, this is going to be a weird year too, because we have, um, I still, I don't know if I can still say it or not, but we're going to have a big one ten scale dirt race the first week of February. So because of that, I, I don't want to have carpet racing all the way around it. So we're going to have to have a little bit of lead up to that for some dirt practice basically before we have that race. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking October through, uh, maybe the first or second week of January is what I was thinking for the syndicate. And then we were going to have the crash in our big race. It all depends on where our TCS regional gets put. If they, if they, if they want to keep it in March, cause they moved it on me this year, it was always the end of February, which was always fine with me. Is that the Tamaya race? Yeah. The Tamaya race. And then they moved it to, to March. So I had to move our crash in over to February. So I, it all depends on that. But, um, but we are going to have, what'll most likely be a sellout, uh, race that first week of February. So what's your total, what's your total entry? What is your sellout number? Well, it go, it should be by people. So we have, when we take all the pit space and put all the pit space where it's supposed to be, um, we can have, uh, a hundred and like 55 pit spaces. So a uh, 300, if you, everybody runs two classes, well, that's 300 entries. Mm-hmm. You know, if everybody runs three classes, well, then it's more than that. So it's more about the people than anything. So you can have up to 155 people. Mm-hmm. That's a monster. So, so when Mac, and you're won, right, you could pack the house on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So when Mac won that crash in, I was actually <laughs> okay with it. Because uh, I, was, I was perfectly fine with it because uh, we, we both ran very, very similar setups, if I remember right. Didn't probably we? Probably so. Yeah. yeah. Probably so. I, I probably yeah. put my setup on your car or your setup on my car. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I you may, changed. I may have blew my car apart when I got there and put your setup on. Who knows? <laughs> the only thing that you changed, and I don't, I don't know why I remember all this stuff. The only thing that was different is you accidentally were running like three or four degrees of rear camber. Like, negative. Oh yeah. So you guys a picture when I got yeah. home and you were like, check it out. Suckers. Yeah. I was like, feel bad. Yeah. Not sorry. Oh, sorry. Not sorry. sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I totally meant to send this picture because <laughs> now it, uh, yeah, I remember that. So I probably, when I was, yard sale in my car apart and put it back together. I never, uh, like a uh, novice moment and never checked my camper or something. Who knows? Well, it worked out for you. <laughs> I remember the car being super fast through the corners and nice and free. And that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But no, that was a good time, man. I, I enjoyed those races like that. We actually yeah, raced to sure. somebody, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's always good to, like I said, you know, anymore especially, it's uh, hanging out with my kids and getting to race with guys I've raced with my whole life and even just being around uh, guys that I've been racing with. And it's fun no matter what, no matter what it looks like, I'm, uh, what moment I'm in, uh, as I obviously am not very good at hiding emotions. Yeah. Uh, I never have been. So but even when I'm, uh, even when I'm frustrated, uh, I always leave like not necessarily satisfied or even like, man, I had fun. It's like, all right, when I go back next time, here's the things we're going to do better and improve upon because that's really, that shows you, you still have the fire for it, whether mm-hmm. it's the setup or whether it's your own driving or, you know, whether it's how I handled a situation, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, there's always room for improvement. And then I think, uh, um, this hobby always just keeps me coming back for more. And that's, what's great about it. So that's definitely no doubt. Well, Mac name off all your sponsors before we go. Uh, Team Associated, Factory Team, Reedy, Powered, J Concepts, Danwa, 920. I don't think I've forgotten anybody. We don't have a lot of uh, the name drop sponsors. So right. It's just all the ones that are proven proven winning, uh, proven uh, to stay in the game and give you the products you need all the time to be successful. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the sponsors I have, especially with the amount of classes we run and the amount of racing we try to try to do, it's a, it's a necessity. It's a part of why I'm able to do more. So this yeah. allows me to be at more races and, and be more effective. So definitely shout out to all my sponsors. I, it's a great, uh, great to be part of those teams. Okay. Well with that, we got to thank uh, our sponsor pivotlending.com. pivot lending, basically paying for this, uh, for us to be weekly, which is, a. Uh, is a great thing because then we get to talk about all the things Hobbyplex and then we get to uh, bring in awesome people like, uh, like you. So that's, uh, yeah, I appreciate having me on. That's uh, a big help. So make sure that uh, you guys, um, if you need a home loan, a refinance, anything like that, you can get 0.125 off your rate or a $500 lending credit. If you mention this show, it's either, or you don't get both. It's either, or, and uh, we've had some takers and that I know of. And, uh, and that just means that this show will be paid for. Uh, for a little while longer. So that's great. So it helps my sister out too with webarize.com. If you ever want to do your own podcast, you can get a hold of her too, webarize.com and uh, email her. Will, what do you think? I I think we did a good one here. Yeah, it was good. Mac, opinions, thoughts? Yeah, it does go fast. It goes really fast. I'd I'd do it again. I enjoyed being on it. All right. Well, uh, well, with that, we're going to send her off. And uh, again, we appreciate having Mac Vanderbeek on. That's your uh, Region 8 uh, regional team manager for Team Associated, longtime associated guy. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. We'll get back at it with uh, r- race results and news and all that stuff next week. Will, what do you think? See you on the flip-flop. <laughs> all right. All right.